All right, and we're on. You ready? Yes. Okay. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to another week of Am I Worthy? The podcast this week, y'all. This week, it is March 26, and I am excited to be entering a new week and to be joined with someone named Faith Shamley. And so, y'all, welcome Faith to the podcast. And so, Faith, girl, tell us all about who you are. <laughs> yes. Hi, everyone. It's so great to be on this platform. First of all, thank you, Gabby, for having me. I'm super excited. Um, so a little bit about me. Of course, my name is Faith. I go by Faith Camille on the socials. You can find me anywhere at Faith Camille. Um, but in summary, I am super passionate about reaching the youth. I'm super passionate about ministry. And as of recently, taking ministry into all different areas that influence um, the culture that we live in. And so not just keeping it within the four walls of the church, but going mm -hmm. into, you know, the, the sector of arts and entertainment, going into media, going to all, into all these different spaces and using our gifts and our talents to spread the gospel and to just do God's work, spread his love. And so um, I'm a, a founder of a nonprofit that does that. It's called Reach Worldwide. And I'm also in the process of, de of developing a curriculum mm -hmm. as well. That's a comprehensive spiritual educational curriculum that will be in churches and schools. So I do that. I'm also a dancer, which I know I'll talk about <laughs> in this episode at some point. Um, and I, I just love God. I love music. I love food. You know, that's some little normal stuff about me. <laughs> but yeah, that, that is faith in a nutshell. Yes. Um, now, how old are you, Faith? Because you missed that fact. Oh my gosh, yes. I'm 20 years old, guys. Yes, I'm I'm 20 years old. <laughs> mm, Y'all, she young. I'm 22, but she 20. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She is 20 and girl has a whole nonprofit and everything, right? Yeah. And so, Faith, please tell us how you are 20 and um, God has just continued to escalate and continue to bring you to different mountains and everything. So, how has this happened? And then also just uh, where did you like begin to build a relationship with God? Right, right. Yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, so a little about a little bit about me is that I grew up in church all my life from the day I was born. You know, I had my <laughs> uh, my my uh, baby dedication not long after that grew up in church because my parents were super involved. And so even though I grew up in church, I, for the longest time, I did not have an authentic relationship with God. Mm -hmm. I really didn't know how to, for real. I would see people super passionate about God all around me. I would see people worshiping and lifting up their hands mm -hmm. and service and all that. And I would just be like, dang, like, I wish I could relate. Like, I wish I was, I wish I was passionate about God. Like, I wish I had authentic worship, but I would just be like, ah, you know, it never felt authentic to me. Okay. And so it wasn't until my freshman year of high school, the second semester, 
where I really started to, to develop a relationship with God. And it came from a place where I was at a super low place in my life. I was in a relationship that was like mutually toxic. Mm-hmm. I'll admit that I was toxic for him mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was toxic for me. Yeah, the honesty. <laughs> yes, uh-huh. I wouldn't have admitted it back then. I was like, no, it was all him. All he him. was a toxic one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was toxic too, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> but um, so that caused a lot Um. I, I was in a lot of sexual sin in that relationship, which I didn't realize how it was so detrimental to my soul, but it, it, it was. Mm-hmm. And um, I developed a soul tie with him and I, I, w- I became really depressed. There was a lot of drama going on at school within the relationship that was just so heavy. It was literally so much. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was a lot going on, a lot of negativity. My friends were acting weird and turning on me. My mm. friend group that I thought I could count on, I was like, yo, mm. it's going on. So I was at a really low place. And so yeah. I ended up going on a youth retreat. My mom actually recommended it to me. And I was like, you know what? This, this could probably be really good. And so it was at that youth retreat where I had my first encounter with God. And it wasn't where y'all think it was it it wasn't in it wasn't in church in the service because we had services like every single day three times a day and it actually was not in the service y'all it was in a bathroom i got sick (laughs) i got sick i had to literally run from service back to the cabin and i'm not gonna go into detail but i got sick y'all and it was in that bathroom where God literally met me because I was like, dang, man, I wish I was in service right now mm. because I'm, I know I'm in a dark place. Like I really need you, God. Like I, I felt like I was missing out on my moment and yeah. God really showed me like, no, I can meet you wherever you are. Mm-hmm. I can meet you right now sitting on this toilet, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so that really sparked an authentic relationship between Mm -hmm. me and God. And from there, I just began to be dedicated to building my relationship with him. So that's the summary on how I came to God and started building my relationship. Mm, Wow. That's when you were talking, it made me think about um, the importance of praying over rooms, Mm. you know, and kind of like you said, how God had told you in that moment of how I'll meet you right where, right where you're at. Right. It's like, there is power in prayer. Like Mm -hmm. there truly is. Like I think about, um, within, um, book of James, that one part talks about how Elijah, like he never stopped praying. Like, um, he kept praying and praying and praying for the rain. Or then Mm -hmm. even when, um, we look at that story which is uh of course er, like old testament when we look at um elijah when he was praying for rain and then he has sent his servant out multiple times mm-hmm. multiple times yeah until he saw rain like he had exactly. the faith um to believe in god during that and so what was life like after that youth retreat or like when you left the bathroom did you go out outside like huh, what is going on <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's I I love that you asked that, too, because a lot of times we think like, okay, we have this super amazing experience with God and we like encounter his presence that, you know, life is just going to be great after that because you are on a spiritual high. Uh You are on a spiritual high for being honest. Mm -hmm. But I quickly learned that um, 
that just because you give your life to God does not mean that your life is going to get easier. Come on. In fact, mm. it it on surface got harder because mm. God took me through a refinement process mm-hmm. and a mm-hmm. and a pruning process mm-hmm. because see I didn't know what he was getting getting uh, me ready for which mm-hmm. was to launch a ministry a, a youth ministry mm-hmm. I didn't know he was getting me ready for that I did not know that I just mm-hmm. saw this guy okay guys detoxing my life you know one thing he had me do was once I left the retreat, he had me um, let go of the relationship I was in, which was like the first big faith move that I took because you you have to keep in mind, you know, I was really young. I had this soul tie with this guy. I really, really did love him. Mm-hmm. And we had a, we had a strong connection mm-hmm. and it was really hard to break that connection and break yeah. that relationship and let go, you know, um, and so I had to do that. I went through a season of, of him removing a lot of the other like friendships in my life. Mm-hmm. And so that was painful mm. to go through. Yeah. And just that whole uh, process of addressing those insecurities and those things of, okay, why are you uncomfortable with being single? Why, why um, is your, your confidence level like this? Why... Um, do you have this certain trigger? Why do you have that certain trigger? And, you know, just really God pruning me, refining me, mm-hmm. detoxing me. And that does not always feel the best, but it's so needed. Mm-hmm. It's so needed. So that's what um, life looked like after the retreat, after getting back. But it also was a lot of building as well. Me going through intense learning about Christ, learning about God, learning about yeah. his word, mm-hmm. learning about um, actually ministry. I was just organically learning about ministry because I joined the student internship at my church. Mm-hmm. And every single Wednesday during the summer, we were there from like the morning all the way until night, like yeah. learning about ministry, hearing uh-huh. from the pastors, um, working behind the scenes with our youth ministry, which was really, really an amazing experience for me. So Mm -hmm. that's where I got the foundation as well of, okay, who is God? What does his word say? Mm -hmm. Uh, What does life look like when you, when you surrender to him and when when you truly give him all areas of your life? And so, yeah, there was, there was that, that season was so crucial and I'm glad that I stuck it out because there were so many times where I just wanted to, to give up. Yes. Um, there were so many times where I almost went back to my old lifestyle. Mm-hmm. If we're being honest. Okay. There were times where I almost <laughs> went back to my old lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And God literally saved me and, and pulled me out every single time. And so, yeah, that's that's a transparency of, of what that season looked like for me. Yeah. That's true. And I felt that when you said, um, you know, when you get saved, like when you um, truly believe, confess that Jesus, Lord, like you believe um, this, right? Like it'll, like it might, yes, your life is transformed and everything. Yeah. yeah. Your life does not become easier. Like doesn't. it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I love how you did go back to that purpose of what it's for. Like it's for God to refine you, but it's for yeah. a reason. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes as people, um, whether you're listening and you um, follow Christ or you're just like, OK, what is this podcast? Who are these people talking about God? No, no matter who you are, it's like, you know, when you truly believe like you um, believe in Jesus and everything. Right. Like 
yes, he's going to refine you, but it's for mm -hmm. a reason. And so like, yeah. this, like Faith had said, go through that, you know, don't back yeah. down. Don't get back, go back to your past lifestyle. It might seem easier to yeah. go back to that past lifestyle if we're being honest, but is it worthy? No, it's Ooh. not. It's not. <laughs> it's not. That's good. Is it and, worthy? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then when you were talking, um, the scripture that came to my mind was John 15, uh, 2 of, uh, this is Jesus, of course, when he was talking to his disciples and he has said, he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit while mm. every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes yeah. so that it will be even more fruitful. Right. Yes. And so um, let's go back real quick to uh, pruning or refining. Right. What is another season within your life that you were pruned or you were refined after going to that retreat? And of course, um, just truly accepting Christ and everything. Wow. Yeah. Um, so a season, a season of my life after that, I would say is when he called me to leave my dance studio. So a little bit more background about me is I mentioned before how, how I'm a dancer, but ever since the age of four, I, I started dancing, taking dance classes. And when I was like maybe nine years old or so, mm -hmm. I joined I, I joined the pre-professional dance company at my studio. And so we spent literally almost more hours at the dance studio than I did at my like house, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. with my parents mm -hmm. because yeah. we trained all the time. Um a, a few days a week and then all day Saturday, every single Saturday for like my whole entire childhood, I was at the dance, uh, at the dance studio and we performed, um, uh, at different, in different events and, uh, performed on the cruise and uh, performed in different States and everything. And so that was the life I lived and it took a lot of dedication and a lot of work, but that studio also became my second home. And, you know, a lot of my teachers there, grew up with me and literally like raised me. The director there was like a second mom to me oh, yeah. and to so many of the, the other dancers there. And so that, that was literally my home. And yeah. so I would say, I think it was a year. Yeah. It was a year after I really started to develop my relationship with God. That's when God actually spoke to me and, and said that he wanted me to leave my dance studio. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like a leave your dance studio to go dance at this other dance studio. Mm -hmm. It was like, leave your dance studio. I have something for you to pursue. Mm. And it's your, it's your choice, Faith, to choose what you're going to do. But he gave me that invitation, right? Yeah. And it was so amazing because actually, here's how God works, y'all. <laughs> I forgot about this part of my story. Listen here. So... Remember, I got saved at that retreat, right? That's when I truly gave my life to God. A year later, at that same retreat, mm -hmm. literally one year later, I get a prophetic word from one of the leaders uh -huh. that at the church that God was about to give me an instruction when I get back home. He was going to give me an instruction. And basically, in summary, what she said is that instruction that he's going to give me is going to determine the trajectory of my life, but it's going to be really hard for me to be obedient with what he's going to tell me to do. Mm -hmm. But 
if I do it, I can't even imagine what's going to be on the other side of that obedience. And so I'm like chilling. I'm like, okay, cool, cool. You know, I get home from the retreat. I'm like, all right, God, what you about to tell me to do? Yes. Like my ears were perked up, like waiting to hear. And I was kind of nervous, but I was also like, you know, intrigued. Yeah. And that was the thing that he told me to do was to leave my dance studio. And I'll never forget that morning. I was crying and everything. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh my gosh, like no way. But you know, he prepared my spirit to receive that. Yeah. He prepared my spirit through that prophetic word and just the other things he was do- doing in my life, you know? Um, and I, to where I was like, okay, you know, I have to do this. And, and at this point he, he had given me the vision for um, the ministry reach. I didn't know the name yet. I just knew I had the idea of what, you know, I wanted to see done mm-hmm. in my area to impact the young people. But I wasn't 100% sure that he was calling me to leave my dance studio for that. But Mm -hmm. I I was like, you know what? I could see how there's something on the other side. It's a little fuzzy right now. He's not going to show you the full picture just yet. He'll he'll, he'll give you a glimpse. But, you know, I had a little glimpse. I had a little fuzzy picture. Um, But I was like, you know what? I can tell that whatever's on the other side is going to be so much more greater than I could have ever imagined. And so... Mm -hmm. I took the leap of faith and I ended up leaving and it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. It was so emotional. It was so painful, but it it was, I, my trust in God and my faith in God was really built in that Mm -hmm. season. I really had to lean on him. Um, And he took me through another process of, of pruning, pruning and refinement, Um, learning his voice more, learning how, how to, to, completely surrender all areas of my life to him. You know, I was sur- yeah. surrendering some parts of my life to him before, but now it was on another level. Like I need you to surrender all, mm-hmm. <laughs> all parts of your life, all details, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I would say that was, that was a next thing in my life where he took me through that process again. Yeah. I have a quick question. Mm-hmm. What is the difference between surrendering some versus surrender versus surrendering all? So say mm-hmm. for instance, right. Somebody's listening and um, they say they love God. They say that, oh, I do all these things for God, yet not every single aspect um, of their life is surrendered. So is that full surrender or no? It is not. <laughs> it, it's not full surrender. And okay, the, the difference with full surrender versus partial surrender is that God won't have complete room to do all that he wants to do in you and through you. And I was even telling my friend this morning, it's funny you asked that because I was telling my friend this morning how I'd been learning about how, you know, we have this thing in our head that when we're, when we're holding on to certain things that it's really not taking that much space up in our life. We're like, Mm. man, it's not that big of a deal. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I, I got room for this and also what God wants me to do. Mm-hmm. And what I really learned, it's like, no, those things take up space in our life. That's why God is telling us to let go of them in the first place, because he wants to replace those things with 
what he has for you that is so much better. You know, it's like that, that, um, that the, uh, picture that's floating around social media that everyone always brings up about how like God is, it's, it's a picture of, um, a little girl and Jesus, which one? Is it like the rock on the other side or a mountain or something? On the other it's side? like a, it's a, I think it was a teddy bear. I might be remembering wrong. Oh, I, know, I know that one. Yeah. Yeah. One. Okay. And she's yeah. like, and Jesus is asking the, the little girl, Hey, like, give me your teddy bear. Yeah. And behind Jesus' back is like this huge, gigantic teddy bear, you know, that's so much bigger. Mm-hmm. And she's like crying, like, no, I don't want to let it go. I don't know. I don't want to let it go. Yeah. And he, and, and meanwhile, he has something behind his back that is, you know, so much better that he's ready to hand to her, but he, he can't hand it to her until she lets go. And so with surrendering, you know, I just like got this visual. You can't like only let go in one hand. You have to let go in both hands. So, you know, th- that that applies to our life. We have to let go in all areas. We have to surrender both hands in our life. It can't just be one or the other. It has to be all to, to really make room for what God wants to do. And we have to trust that whatever he's inviting us into is good, period, because God is good. And so even if it may hurt at the time, like even when I left my dance studio and I was sitting here crying, telling my the artistic director, you know, I have to do this. I, you know, this is what God's calling me to do, even though that hurt, you know, leaving my friends and my, my, my dance family, my sisters and my brothers there hurt. It was still a God thing. You know, it was still good in the grand scheme of my life. Yeah. And so that's a whole word like that <laughs> that's a whole word but yeah that that's that was a really great question about you know partial surrender versus full surrender yeah that's it's true it's like um one of my favorite uh bible verses for me personally right i feel like every everyone should have a one bible verse at least as a favorite but it is convicting right mm. so for me it's um luke six forty six when um jesus says why do you call me lord lord but you do not do what i say mm-hmm. when i hear that i'm like oh am i doing everything you say <laughs> am i <laughs> listen yeah yeah that's good and it reminds me also of the um verse if you love me you obey my commandments mm-hmm. yeah. and God gave me a whole pers- a whole new perspective on that verse because I used to think I used to look at it as like performance. Like mm-hmm. if you love me, you'll do whatever I say, like mm-hmm. him as a dictator. But mm-hmm. what God showed me, he really flipped it. He was like, no, if OK, the thing is, when he tells us to do something, he knows it's going to bring us closer to him. Yeah. So he's like, if you love me. You don't want to be closer to me. That's all mm. that verse is really saying. Like, if you love me, if you really love me, you're gonna wanna, you're gonna be one, one. You're gonna wanna be closer to where I am. Yeah. You wanna, you're gonna wanna be closer um, to what I have for you. You're gonna, be, you're, you're gonna wanna be closer to intimacy with me because that's also what comes with accepting His invitations is mm-hmm. deeper intimacy with Him. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah. that's not what that verse is about. It's not about performance. It's not about like you know. Um, God being a dictator, it's it's just literally about a dad wanting to be close to his children, you know. So that's my verse that <laughs> that is that like my, my one of my favorite ones, but that convicting one, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good, and it's true because it's like you know it doesn't. 
I think sometimes um, people may think like being Christian or um, like truly following Christ is just uh, miserable or like um, it's just always filled with I have to do this. I have to do that. That's that's like, no, that's not having a relationship with God. It's like like you said, like, since I love you, I'm going to want to be close to you and I'm going to want to do whatever you're calling me to do, God, Mm -hmm. even if it hurts, even if, um, God, you're telling me surrender, um, this relationship, this bottle or whatever to, um, to you, then God, I will do this, you know? And so full surrender is the way to go. Not partial, but full. Full, (laughs) Mm -hmm. full surrender. Yeah. Yes. All right. And so um, what was another question I want to ask you? So with another part of your life um, that we talked about was Hampton, right? Yeah. That um, you went to Hampton, you got in. Yeah. Guy had other plans. Yes. And so <laughs> how do you well, how do how do you get through that when you have a plan, you get to a location, right? Uh. But it's not for the reason that you thought it would be. Mm. Yes. That, uh, man. So, yeah. I, I thought, the thing is, we, we, we think we know what God is doing and what he wants. Y'all, we, have, we literally have no idea. And I have to remind myself that to this day. We have no idea what God is going to do or trying to do in our lives at yeah. a, any given moment. He could pull a okie doke at any <laughs> second. So, um, so in summary guys, so I worked so hard all my life to get to college. Uh-huh. Like since seventh grade, I was part of a mentorship and leadership organization where we focus on college readiness. So I'm over here touring colleges from middle school, you know, learning about, uh, interviews were learning about SATs, ACTs, all that. Cause that's similar and, to Jack. It was similar to Jack and Jill, but not Jack and Jill. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very similar. And so, um, I, I was involved in that, like not just in middle school, but even in high school and going to college was literally like, not a question for me, but like, mm-hmm. not, it wasn't just like, Oh, my parents were forcing me to go to college. No, I wanted to go to college. I specifically wanted to go to HBCU because mm-hmm. my mom, my mom, she went to Howard. Mm-hmm. And so I saw her experience there and I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. And so um, I, I really strive to go to a HBCU mm-hmm. myself, get the grades for it. I even had a ACT tutor as well that I worked with because I have ADHD and slow processing. And so that makes test taking and a lot of other things in life a lot. Like it just takes me a longer time to process information mm-hmm. and test taking is super, super hard for people with ADHD, like standardized test taking. And so mm-hmm. I worked around the clock extra hard, putting extra hours to get to college and it paid off. Cause I ended up getting a scholarship to my dream school, Hampton university. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, God, like, this is amazing. Like, you got me in my dream school. Like, you know, I was like, God is faithful. And I was like, yes, all these hours and hours and hours preparing for this all my Mm. life paid off. I made it. I finally arrived. Mm, Those three words, I made it. Yes. Mm. (laughs) And y'all, y'all, y'all will not believe what happened. So literally the 
week homecoming began. And you know how hom- homecomings are at HBCUs. They are the premier event yeah. on campus of the year, like of the year. <laughs> homecoming is the littiest of them all. Yeah. And so the week homecoming began on a Sunday. I remember God tells me, I need you to leave this school and pursue what I'm having you do full time, which was reach worldwide now being a nonprofit Mm-hmm. And also some other things he was calling me to do in my own personal LLC business. Mm-hmm. And so I that that was literally the most shocking thing ever. Mm-hmm. But kind of like before with the leave dance thing, leave your dance studio thing, he prepared my spirit in advance. I didn't mm-hmm. know he was preparing my spirit in advance yeah. to receive that word mm-hmm. from him. Um, and it's it's kind of hard to explain, but. Mm-hmm. It was just this inner, inner peace that I felt mm-hmm. when he told me where I knew what I knew, what I knew, mm-hmm. what he said. Yeah. To the point where I tried to ignore it, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I didn't hear it. Mm-hmm. You know, I tried to act like I didn't hear it yeah. <laughs> that week, but literally he confirmed it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, God, I'm going to stop acting like I didn't hear you. Yeah. And I'm just going to do it. I'm going to surrender. I'm going to drop out. Mm-hmm. And so I did. Mm-hmm. I, I ended up dropping out. And that was like the most craziest mm-hmm. <laughs> experience of my life, but also the most exhilarating because mm-hmm. I knew I was stepping into a, like a, a new dimension mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. God. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I just knew I was stepping into a new dimension. So even though there were, you know, I was mourning the mm-hmm. life I thought I was going to have, yeah. you know, in college at my dream school at the HBCU, you know, grow, um, learning, you know, how to become an adult in those dorms, having my, my sisters and my brothers from my school, the lifelong friends from college, mm-hmm. going back for homecomings, even when I'm like 80 years old, you know? <laughs> Yeah. I wasn't going to have that. I pictured yeah. myself having that like my whole life. Uh-huh. And, I, and I saw it from my mom and I was like, yes, I want that. So I, I, I went through a process of, of mourning that. Yeah. But I was also excited for what was coming, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So even even God was in that process as well and showed so much grace to me. Mm-hmm. So that is that is what happened with uh, Hampton University. <laughs> yeah. mm, my goodness. You had talked about confirmation, right? Mm-hmm. What does confirmation look like? And then also, how do we know when we're hearing God's voice and not the voice of someone else? Like within mm. um, John, when um, Jesus speaking, he's and he had said, you know, my sheep know my voice. Yes. So how, if mm. I'm a person, say I'm a person, right? And yes. I'm just thinking, well, I hear voices all the time. Ooh. So I know that all these voices are God. Yeah. How, how do you know that? Yes. I love that question. And the thing is, we want a simple answer, right? We want like a three-step process to know, okay, is this God or is it not? And what God really showed me is that, so we talked about that that um, verse, my sheep know my voice, right? Mm-hmm. To know God's voice, you have to know him mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. Like you have to know him just like you know your um 
your mother or your father, somebody you're mm-hmm. close to, and you you would hear them call out to you in the grocery store like, mm-hmm. "Hey, Faye, come here." Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you know it's their voice without even having to to see them visually, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So it's the exact same thing with God, except the getting to know Him process looks a little it, it it's different, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, getting to know a human being is is not the same as getting to know um, a divine being that you can't mm. physically see. Right. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. that's, there's that roadblock for a lot of people. It's like, okay, well, how do I get to know God? Um, but it's literally just getting into your word and studying it mm-hmm. and reading your word and studying your word from a point of, okay, God, I want to get to know you through your mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. Right. And just going through that journey Um, whatever it looks like for you also having that intimate relationship with him Mm -hmm. where when he speaks to you you listen and you act on it so i knew god's voice because when he spoke to me in the past times in my life when he um told me to okay i have to drop this this relationship back in 2015 when i was in ninth grade when he told me okay i need you to to leave your dance studio Mm -hmm. when he told me when i tried out for the um the high school dance team right and I, I think it was like 11th grade or so when I tried out and I wanted to go back for tryouts the next day. And God tells me, Faith, don't do the dance team. Mm. I'm like, man, God, really? <laughs> but I listened. Yes, I listened. Yeah, mm-hmm. I acted yeah, on it. Part. Yeah. And that's where you really start to get to know God's voice is when you you are studying him yes. and you do that by studying his word. Yes. Um, by hearing his voice now that you, you are starting to learn his voice. So you're listening and just repeating that process of, okay, I'm going to continue to study you. All right. I'm going to continue to hear you and listen to you. I'm going to um, continue to build that intimacy with you by praying, which yeah. is literally just talking to God and mm-hmm. being honest about, you know, how you're feeling, what you're going through, what you need help with, yeah. you know, um, just have a normal conversation like you're talking to to a parent. That's how you build that intimacy and get to know him so that so because here's the thing. I there were supernatural confirmations with me, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, the enemy, Satan can send supernatural signs as well. Come on. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. But I've heard so many stories mm-hmm. about how somebody was about to get into the new age movement. And they were like trying to see if it was of God or of uh, not of God, if it was satanic or if it was something they should pursue because mm-hmm. they were confused about who God is. And they were, you know, um, seeing if, you know, doing tarot was OK, seeing if, mm-hmm. if you know, um, doing crystal healing and all that stuff was sage. OK. Yeah. Sage, all that. And so they they literally asked. Um, they prayed and they were like, OK, um, if this is okay for me to pursue, uh, send like, uh, I forgot exactly what it was, but send these blue Jays to, um, sit right here, right in front of my window or something like that. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Some blue Jays flew down and mm-hmm. sat right in front of their window. Yeah. And so they were like, Oh, bet like, mm-hmm. okay, that was God. Mm-hmm. I can do tarot. I can do crystal healing. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, we have to know what our father's voice is we have to know his essence we have to know his fruit what what things look like when they're from him what things look like when they're not from him Mm -hmm. and that only comes from intimacy 
And so when I when he gave me those signs when I was in college, yeah, I was able to identify like, okay, yeah, that was my father. Even the day after, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a good lesson. Even the day after he spoke that to me, right? Tell me why in 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 my next class that morning, my very first class that I had that day, um, the professor starts speaking and going on a tangent that had nothing to do with the class that we we are the the lesson for that day. Yeah, but yeah. he starts speaking about how um how we have to become Hamptonians. Hamptonians is the coin name for like people who graduate from Hampton. Mm-hmm. So he was like, yeah, you, you guys need to graduate. Y'all have to become Hamptonians. When I look at how, you know, the difference between somebody's life when they they stopped their journey at Hampton and they dropped out versus when they finished it off and became a Hamptonian, he was like, their life doesn't even compare. And the level of success doesn't even compare and saying all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so I could have thought, that that was confirmation from God that I shouldn't drop out, mm, right? Because mm-hmm. somebody's over here talking about coincidentally mm. that, you know, I have to graduate or else I'm not going to be successful. Yeah. But I was able to identify based on just the essence of, of in the fruit of how I was feeling and just knowing my father's voice that that wasn't him. Yeah. I was like, that was <laughs> Satan. <laughs> yes. um, I'm not saying that the guy was Satan, but I was like that 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 was yeah. the enemy um mm-hmm. um working yeah mm-hmm. you know yeah. and that was not my father yeah. so um yeah that was a long answer but I'm passionate about that because yeah. we be going off signs and stuff a lot mm-hmm. of times mm-hmm. but Come on. some signs aren't always from from God so yeah, yeah girl yeah that's that's a whole topic within itself godly yeah. confirmation versus satanic devilish confirmation you know like that's that's a whole topic within itself like i remember it was like a month or two ago i was listening to this sermon this sermon by this pastor um based out of maryland and he was talking about where in the bible do you see jesus and muhammad where in the bible do you see jesus and this or jesus plus satan like kind of like in relationship together Mm. right and then um, he was kind of going based off the verse within, I think it's within Corinthians of how um, you, like if you're a believer, like you follow Christ and like you're, you're following God and everything, right? Like you are not to be partnered or in um, relationship with darkness, mm-hmm. right? Because like, mm-hmm. what is it? What is it for lightness and darkness to be together? Like they're yeah. not supposed to be together. And yeah. so he, yeah, that, that, that professor tried it. The day yeah. is literally that quick, you know, that quick. Yeah. Yeah. That quick, that quick. He tried to snatch up that word that yeah. God spoke to me. Yeah. That's yeah. good. That's good. Mm-hmm. And that also shows obedience and that also um, the Lordship of Jesus. Like when he gives us a word it's to obey and act on it. Yeah. Yeah. Then also it's like he gave us a word for a reason. Exactly. Right. He won't, he don't just speak stuff for no reason. Like yeah. <laughs> that's not a thing, mm-hmm. you know, he, he speaks stuff because it, he's intentional, you know? Mm. So that's good. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Come on, girl. Where we at? <laughs> <laughs> I know. That was so good. Girl, everything you just said is literally like a whole sermon. <laughs> yeah. It's- All right. Um, I probably have like two or more, um, questions before Mm -hmm. we head out and so um 
what other faith steps um, from leaving Hampton and then starting a nonprofit from like starting this nonprofit to now have you experienced? And also what, what advice would you give to someone who is about to take a really huge state a really huge faith step yet they do not know what's on the other side. They're hearing, they're hearing God's voices. They know um, their father and everything yet. They really don't know what to do. Right. Yeah. So the, okay. I'll start with um, the advice and then I'll go into the the faith step that that I'm going through right now because it does correlate. Mm-hmm. So the advice I would give to someone is to just move on it. Mm. Don't think too much about it. Yeah. Don't try to rationalize it. Mm. Girl, that's a whole word. <laughs> that word, <laughs> rationalize. Don't try to rationalize it uh-huh. because you can't. Mm. It's not going to make sense yes. at all yes. until it one day makes sense. Yeah. And you just have to trust that the one day will come when yeah. you're like, oh, snap, wait. And you look back and you're like, oh, that made sense, God. Like what you told me to do made sense. Mm-hmm. And don't even try to like look for it. Don't even try to look for the, yeah. the making of sense because <laughs> yeah. you're going to get caught up and try to like uh, um, look at things and and. and overanalyze stuff and try to see you know what god is doing and and just doing too much you know (laughs) like just trust that again god is good Mm -hmm. and he's not going to lead you into anything Mm -hmm. that is not good for you like whatever he is calling you to do is good for you it's good for your future Mm -hmm. it's good for the people you're called to impact it's good for your your family. It's yeah. it's literally good. God is good. That's who he is. <laughs> yes. And so you just have to just trust, you know? And so um, that's easier said than done, of course. It takes inner work, right? If you have trust issues, <clears throat> if you have belief issues, you know, it takes inner work. I journal a lot. That's how I work on building my, my trust in in faith um up with god because there was a lot of things that happened last year that broke down my faith in god and god showed me okay i need to take you through a process of of rebuilding so Mm. i'm unpacking a lot of stuff i'm being honest about a lot of stuff that happened last year that had me like what the heck god and he's been rebuilding my belief and my trust and my faith in him again and so something i'm going through right now that god is um telling me to do that doesn't make sense to me right now, but I'm, I'm going to do it anyway, or I've been doing it anyway, is with dance. Mm-hmm. He's telling me to start getting more serious about dance. Okay. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, it, it, and it makes no sense, right? I'm looking at what I'm doing right now. I'm looking at how I have this nonprofit that's getting ready to launch and I'm learning how to become an executive leader and I, and I have a team now, like I have board of directors and then I also have people I'm working with internally and externally on like operations and marketing and all this stuff. Like, and I'm, I'm learning how to be an executive and learning about entrepreneurship. And I'm also yeah. writing this curriculum, doing something I've never done before. Yeah. I have my podcast, you know, launching and I'm new to that. And God's telling me right now to 
start dancing again like Mm -hmm. start taking class again yeah go back to private lessons what like god what you want me to do i'm looking at it like oh i just want to dance for fun that's where i was like when god told me to leave my dance studio and when especially when I was at Hampton, I didn't say this but, uh, mm-hmm. before, because I, I talked about in high school how I tried to try for the dance team, and he told me, hey, Faith, don't do this. Yeah. Um, you don't need to do this. Just trust me. Yeah. He did the same thing when I went to Hampton. I tried out for the dance company at Hampton, and I ended up making it. Like, mm-hmm. and there, was, there were a lot of people who didn't make it, and so the mm-hmm. fact that I made it, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, oh, my gosh, God. And I, I remember trying out making it and just getting this feeling i was like god doesn't want me to do this mm, girl i got a whole story for that yes yeah yes. i was like oh my gosh god doesn't want me to do this and i literally went back to my dorm that day and i cried because i was so upset i was like god why i was finally gonna have my dance family again i was finally gonna you know bond with people on campus because i made that many like i didn't have like a family of friends yet on campus i had friends here and there but i was like finally i'm gonna have that group of people you know we're bonding together at dance practice we're performing on campus and we're just having a good time as a dance family i miss that from um my my dance studio in the past and i was just so excited even before i went to hampton i was peeping the dance company i was like yeah I'm doing that. And finally the time came and God was like, don't do it. And I'm like, what? So I was in the shower crying, <laughs> having a moment, you know. And, yeah. <laughs> I was having a whole moment. I was so sad, but I was like, you know what, God, I'm going to do it. And so I went up there the next day and told them, hey, I can't do it. And even like the, um, one of the guys who was like a leader in the company, he was like, you know, you can still do it. There's somebody in the company who has a ministry and they're still in a company. And that had me thinking for a minute. I was like, mm, you know, yeah, like maybe But then I have to remember what God said. Mm, yeah. And he said, don't do it. I don't care that somebody else in the, in the company that got a ministry, you ain't them faith. And so, <laughs> you know, I had to make the decision to be obedient. And so that I kind of, at that point, I was like, all right, God, maybe I'm just not supposed to dance. Maybe, maybe this isn't for me to pursue on a serious level. Maybe I just dance on the side here and there, you know, just for fun. But as of lately, he's been calling me to get back serious with it again. And he's been showing me snippets here and there of visions and desires that I have to do with dance one day that takes a lot of faith. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all right, God, I don't see how this is going to happen. I don't see how I'm going to have a dance company one day. I don't see how I'm going to be able to teach one day dance classes. I'm not even going to college for dance. I don't even have a degree in dance. Like how, like just going, my my mind going to all these places, right? But again, going back to the, don't try to rationalize it thing. Mm -hmm. Like don't try to rationalize why he's telling me to get back into dance. Don't try to rationalize how you're going to, um, you know, run your nonprofit and and um, have your other business and teach dance or, you know, have a company one day or whatever, because you don't know what, I, what, what I'm going to have you do in your life yeah. in, in a year, two years, yeah. three years, even like, you know, six months from now. I don't know. And so for you guys listening, you know, you don't know either what God is trying to do, do in your life yeah. and what he's what your life is going to look like, you know weeks from now, months from now, years from now, and you just have to trust 
Yeah. And whatever he's telling you to do. So I'm over here about to start up uh, my private lessons again on, on blind faith. Like, I got to just start training and training hard because you told me to and just enjoy the process and not try to overanalyze. And <laughs> we're just going to be here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. You, mm-hmm. you go, girl. You go. <laughs> Taking that Thank step. You. That's really yeah. good. Um, and then it's like when you when you think about that, I, I started to think about how what if God had to separate you from dance or whatever for a season? Because he's done the same thing um, with me in real estate. Like mm-hmm. I had to separate you from this. I couldn't give it to you right now because, um, you know, there was more on the other side. And then also yeah. I had to take you through this this these different seasons and everything to give you something that was even better mm. than you even imagined exactly you know and when you were ready for it too because like god truly knows when we are ready ready for something yeah you know exactly yeah yeah that's so good and another thing too is like oftentimes we'll limit god mm. so i'm thinking back to when i was only dance focused there was i i, I couldn't even fathom like having a professional dance career and being, you know, dancing on that, on the professional level, but still having a, se- a successful nonprofit yeah. started and founded. And then also having a, another business, you know, my personal brand business where I have my curriculum, where I, where I have books and, you know, where I'm speaking and all of that. I couldn't have even fathomed that or yeah. believed that, or even like thought of doing that. I would have just been focused on, you know, uh, what we're normally taught to be one thing in life. Yes. But a lot of times God will have you plant something and you leave it, you know, and you're, you're still kind of involved, but you know, it's running on its own now because you got a team and now you can maneuver to this or that. Like you never know what God is going to have you do. And so um, we just have to, we have to trust him. It all goes back to that, to that trust, you know? Yeah. That's good. That's good. All right. And so this is the last, I, I said the last, last time, but this <laughs> might, maybe or might not be the last, <laughs> last point. <laughs> right. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> All right. So John fifteen eighteen in CSB Christian Standard Bible version, right? Says, if the world hates you, understand that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. However, you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of it. The world hates you. Right. Wow. And then in 20, remember the word I spoke to you. A servant is not greater than his master. So wow. with taking, I, I think this is how I'll end. So in taking all of these different face steps, right? What right. hate? Or what drawback have you received and how have you stayed tuned and aligned to the mission, the calling, everything that God has commissioned, prepared for you to do? How have you continued to stay obedient to that? Mm, that's good. That's good. Mm. So I'm thinking, okay, I feel like there's, there's two parts to this. Um, I'll say when I first started, especially Mm -hmm. um, with my ministry reach and back in high school before it was a nonprofit and we were just doing, we're just doing pure (laughs) ministry, you know, uh, for my parents' house, meeting meeting at my parents' house. Mm -hmm. And every Sunday night I did the lessons. It was like a Bible study. That's how it was at first. Um, 
there there were a few times where I it was just like people kind of making fun of reach and what we were doing and I didn't want to be set apart <laughs> at one point like yeah. I didn't feel like being set apart yeah. it wasn't even that I, I wanted to like um do all this stuff like I just wanted to go out and party and like drink and smoke and mm-hmm. do what a lot of other teenagers do or, or did mm-hmm. and it wasn't even that because I'd be chilling, but <laughs> I just, I really wanted to have a normal teenage life. I did. I, I didn't want people, I wanted people to stop looking at me as like, oh, faith, the church girl and all of that. And, you know, um, but we like that, like that verse says, you know, we're not supposed to be loved by the world. We're not supposed, <laughs> we're not su- always going to be that one that everybody like, it, it loves and you're like the most popular one at your school or on campus and you like that girl you know um but we should be known for our love though we That's should be good. known for how people feel when they're in our presence you know because that's what's important um so you know those moments where people would just be i remember i would never forget this i remember we were backstage like um we were doing a dance performance and one of the girls in the dance academy that I was in, she came up to me and she was just like, Faith, whenever I'm around you, I just, I just feel nothing but love and positivity and I can just feel your spirit. And it's just so uplifting and it has gotten me through a lot of days. And I was like, what? Like, Mm -hmm. you huh? So whenever like we think about, a lot of the hate or backlash or, you know, drawbacks that we receive from people, you know, it's important to not just focus on that, but focus on, you know, how we impact people, how people are, how we are known for our love and how people feel when they're in our presence, when we're operating, how God wants us to, and how sometimes we, we, are literally used to save a life, how somebody might've wanted to take their life one day, but because we, we smiled at them or we, because they felt our gentle spirit, our loving spirit, our kind spirit, and we were just a, 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 a loving human to them. You know, they ended up changing their mind or you just never know how you impact people. So keeping that in mind and how that eternal fruit <laughs> is so much better than being liked by the world because worldly likes will fade away. It doesn't matter in eternity. It literally doesn't matter in eternity. (laughs) So keeping eternity in mind, you know, is what's so important when we receive um, uh, those, those hardships from other people in the world. And even now, like I went through a lot (laughs) last year where um, it was a lot of hardships that I went through with people that I thought I could trust that really had ill intent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was just, it was so much. It was, <laughs> it was heavy at one point. I was like, God, what is going on? Why am I being attacked like this? What is going on? But we just have to remember again, like having eternity in mind 
how hardships and suffering build us. They yes. build our endurance, you know, like the word says. And that's what, what matters when we have eternity in mind is having that endurance to keep the, the good fight of faith, you know, in life. That's what really, really matters. And so, yeah, that is that is my final words is just to keep eternity in mind because that's what really matters. Oh. Eternity is what really matters. It's so easy to forget about eternity in the day to day because yeah. of social media mm. and, and, yeah. and just getting caught up in the everyday of life. You know, it's easy, but mm-hmm. keep eternity in mind. If you've got to put on a sticky note somewhere, you know, on a little bulletin board, a reminder in your phone, you know, just keep that in mind that life is bigger and and longer <laughs> than what we could see right now. We have a whole lifetime ahead of us in eternity. And so, yeah. Yes, that's so good. And what matters most is job well done, my good and faithful servant. Yeah. So that's so good. Yes. Thank you so much, Faith, for coming on today. Yes, thank you for having me. <laughs> this is awesome. Thank you. Um, oh, I didn't talk about this at the beginning. And so so Faith and I know each other through uh, an amazing group network of um, women called The Society. And she's yes. actually um, one of the, I don't know what I call it, head, I guess. But um, one of our head, uh, like founders, that's the word. One of our founders, um, Tatum, uh, to me is what she's called online, but she's actually her assistant, which is a blessing because yes. she is learning so much and going through this and yes. it's going to bear some fruit in both of their lives. And so yes. I'm thankful for her taking that position of her many positions as well. Yes. Yes. Um, and joining the society because it's lit. Yes. <laughs> it is so lit over here in the society. Uh, yes. So, Faith, for people to stay up to date with you and everything, um, what's your podcast, what do you have coming up in life? And I'll leave all of this information in the show notes. Yes. So my podcast is called The Supernatural Hustler. And that show is really just about doing God's business, which is really just, you know, us partnering with him for his will to be done on earth. And so the Supernatural Hustler will be launching on March 22nd. So by the time this episode comes out, it should be launched. And I also have a launch event coming up for my nonprofit, Reach Worldwide, on April 11th. It's free, over to the public. It's virtual. And it's just going to be a night of inspiration. There's going to be a lot of different gospel artists performing, some spoken word. I'm going to speak about the programs that we have coming up and just the history of Reach by Wide because it's so rich. And so that's going to be on April 11th. So I'm super excited about that coming up. And if you want to stay up to date with Reach Worldwide, you can just go to our website at reachworldwide.net. And if you want to stay up to date with me, you can go to my social media faith.camille um gabby will have it in the show notes but yeah girls on instagram at faith.camille yeah okay all right well thank you so much for coming on again faith and y'all it has been an amazing episode oh my goodness so go back share this with a friend um you feel like okay there was a certain part i didn't understand or that wow it really, really hit, then go back and listen to it. Share this on social media or wherever. Stay connected and up to date with Faith. 
All right. And so we're out. Thank you so much. And I love y'all. And I will see you next week. Bye-bye.